When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. Thank you to those who have taken the time to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps gain more exposure. So if you haven't, I would love if you could take the time, obviously if you're enjoying the podcast, if you could take the time just a moment to rate, review or subscribe wherever you listen to your episodes. This week's episode is brought to you by Nook. For over 50 years, Nook has used the latest medical science to develop products that have helped over 50 million children and of course their parents. The invention of the original Nook teat inspired by Mother Nature to today's vast range of baby care products, each designed to make life that little bit easier for parents and children, means that Nook is a household name and a recent poll revealed they're soothed to be the most popular in Ireland. Nook products are constantly designed and developed with input from medical professionals, midwives and most importantly, the people who know more than anyone else about what a baby bottle needs to offer, mothers. With great products for learning to eat, a range of soothers for breastfed and bottle fed babies and household and care products. Nook has product solutions that make life easier for parents and children. So Nook products are available in Macaulay Pharmacy, McCabe's Pharmacy, Lloyd Pharmacy and selected Dunn stores and pharmacies nationwide. I will link their website and also their uh, Instagram handle on the show notes. In this week's episode, I chat to Tanya and she talks me through her two pregnancies and births. So Tanya has had two very different experiences. Her first experience was a hospital birth. She was young. She was here. She came from Germany as a student. She had very little support. Um, She wasn't with her partner at the time, the baby's father. She had a friend who supported her, but she was on her own throughout the birth, apart from the medical team she was very scared and admittedly petrified so she didn't feel much support from the hospital at the time she then we then fast forward to her second experience which is a recent home birth and a very different experience so preparation for Tanya this time around was a huge focus she prepared so well she read so many books she watched films she really understood what was about to happen to her body and connected with baby 
when her baby was inside her tummy. So she met her midwives as well, which was lovely. And she had a really nice connection with her midwife. She felt she really trusted her. She felt safe in her care. And her midwife spent a lot of time with her as well. So a really, really nice story. And what I like about the story is that Tanya was also prepared for that change. If she did have to have a transfer, she was would have been at peace with that as well. So I, I really enjoyed listening to Tanya's home birth story. I hope you do too. So Tanya, you're very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. Hi, Cora. Good to be here with you. <laughs> Will we just start by, if you give, want to give us a little introduction to you and your family? Yeah, so um, I'm Tanya. I'm actually from Germany originally, but I've been here in Ireland. This is now my 18th year. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I have two kids. The first one, uh, she's 16. She's a teen. And then I have a toddler. She's now 17 months, almost a year and a half. And it's her birth story I want to talk about. And then my partner, he's Irish. So that's the four of us. And yeah, we, we're living in Dublin, you know, for, for quite a long time now. So, yeah. So we'll just, we'll just go straight into your first pregnancy then. Perfect. Yeah, so that's my daughter, Shifra, and um, she said I can use her name. <laughs> so I, I pretty much just arrived in, in Ireland. You know, I came here for, for college, really. And then in my in my second year of college, I became pregnant, and that was not planned. Her pregnancy wasn't planned at all. But, um, you know, I decided to, obviously, you know, I decided to keep, keep the baby and just, mm-hmm. you know, go with the flow. So I was... I was 23 when I got pregnant and my partner and really the rest of my family at the time, they're all in Germany. So it was quite a big decision, you know, to have the baby Mm, here because I've only just literally arrived. I've been here a year before I had her. And um, so, yeah, so, you know, you know, free kind of party girl in, (laughs) in NCAD back then and um, not, really a care in the world you know just kind of mm. thinking this would be easygoing which it wasn't you know it was a very emotional pregnancy because I didn't have the support around me and I found myself in a you know in a strange country really you know the things are very very different here in Ireland than they are in Germany so so it was all a big new experience but I was pretty br- brave so I thought I could take it all on board and yeah and then the birth happened and she was um she was a little bit early she was 10 days early so i was not prepared at that time at all you know i kind of thought i could just go with the flow and everything will be easy i think i read like one pregnancy book um during during my pregnancy and just kind of scared me a little so i stopped reading now that was 15 years ago 16 years ago so, you know, there wasn't really, there wasn't even support out there online, you know, mm-hmm. there wasn't really social media to connect with and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I was on my own then when I gave birth and I gave birth. Oh, you were on your own in labor and birth and everything. I had one friend who, who came with me. Okay. He wasn't the dad. He was um, my very good friend who I was living with at the time. We, you know, we, we had a house share then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So when I started to feel labor coming on, um, it was during the night, like they're, they like to be born during the night, don't they? Or <laughs> early hours. So yeah, so she was um, 10 days early and I just thought I had a, you know, the 
just I'd eaten something bad because I was a bit crampy and then you know I had a puke and then it's okay to talk all about yeah. Yeah, as as much detail. I it's nothing I haven't heard before. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. And um well, you know, it was now a little long ago, but yeah, those things I certainly remember. So there was the puke and then um I went back to sleep. That was at one in the morning, and then I felt the pains coming on. And I actually had two weeks prior to that about two about a month actually when I was eight months pregnant I had a really bad kidney infection so I was in hospital for about two weeks so I kind of thought okay. it was something like that rather than you know actually starting labor because mm. I didn't know anything so <laughs> so yeah and then I um my friend he put me in the car and we started our journey down to hospital and really you know I can't even remember when my, my waters broke, everything was such a blur because I was starting to be really panicked because I just didn't know. I didn't know what the pains were going to be like, you know, calling it pain. Mm. I didn't know, you know, the sensations. I, I really, I, did, I had no preparation. And in hindsight, I'm like, you know, why? Even, I guess, um, I went to a few of the antenatal classes in the Coomb and there were you know, I didn't feel comfortable because I was much younger than anyone else there. And, you know, most everyone had their partners with them. And so I think I stopped going because I just felt so out of place, mm. you know, and, and there was a feeling of kind of not being made welcome. And maybe that was just me, but, you know, I found it really hard to find any, my age to connect with. And you probably, because you were here just such a short space of time, you probably hadn't forged many really strong relationships or had time to yeah. in that space of time. Yeah, just a few. And, you know, most of them were also from other countries. Like, you know, mm. you make friends with, with them first because you have something in common. Um, so, yeah, it was that that was really that was really tough. So then back to the journey down to the hospital. <laughs> so I was in the car just experiencing the contractions really full on it was you know it was very strong and I I think I had back labor that I only know now because I was feeling it so strong in in the lower back but because I didn't have any preparation you know I didn't know I didn't even know how to breathe you know it was just just nothing there and so I just you know tried to kind of bear the pain I remember the car ride was like I was holding on to the seat belt while my friend was trying to calm me down with words. You know, we're almost there. And um, but it was the longest car ride that I've ever that I could ever remember. And then we arrived there and he, you know, I I don't remember anything until I was back in the in the labor ward in the coomb where I was rolled into a different room because I was apparently screaming so badly I remember one nurse was or one midwife was saying you know you you are very loud you 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 scare all the other moms we have in here right now and that was not a positive comment to Mm. to hear because I was obviously scared because I didn't know what was happening to my body you know um so yeah and then I remember that everything went really, really quickly. So I was in that immense sensation, which, you know, I don't really like to call it pain right now because I learned so much Mm -hmm. on my journey, but back then it felt like pain. And um, I was shouting, you know, help me, give me whatever. 
So they offered me the epidural, which I also didn't know what it was. And just as they were preparing to, you know, they're putting the drip in, um, the midwife checked and I was already 10 centimeters dilated. So oh, okay. I didn't obviously need it anymore. So they just, I remember had, you know, the gas and air. They put me on the back. I remember almost breaking my friend's hand. He was there beside me <laughs> and still shouting, but it was all such a blur, you know? And then, yeah. And then she, she came, she, she was there five hours later. It was a very quick birth, you know, she was mm. 10 days early. And from the time I had that puke, it was one in the morning and she was born at eight, eight AM. So yeah, about six, seven hours. Um, yeah very quick for especially for your first birth yeah yeah so yeah and um and then it was um we had three days that were bliss we were there together in the hospital little one and me and my friends came to visit that was awesome but we then found out that she has a heart condition which was a real traumatic experience but that's a whole different story so she's um she had her first um open heart surgery when she was one and a half and up until then oh, it was gosh. all in and out of hospital, you know. So we had a we had a tough ride and that's why it took me so long to decide to have another kid because I had a lot mm. of, you know, trauma journeys with her, medical intervention and you know, the initial actual birth that was so just so unsupported. Um, you know, that's why it took me a very long time to make that decision again, to have another baby, to have another child. And I think it inspired me, though, to work on that trauma because I thought if I ever get pregnant again, I would want to really put my my heart and soul into knowing everything that mm. I could possibly know, you know, be as, you know, be, be as informed as I could possibly be about everything, every sensation, every you know, every hospital in Dublin and yeah. all, all the rest. And that was like the best decision ever to, to do that. Because on the journey of birth and pregnancy, I did resolve a lot of that trauma. You know, I worked a lot with holistic things and, you know, with myself. And I read a lot of really awesome books that I could only recommend. <laughs> mm, yeah, I came out really empowered and really proud. And I guess that's why I wanted to share you know, that, that journey too, you know, versus, versus the negative experience. And I've met, I think that's definitely, yeah. that's something that um, I, I'm actually delighted that you're going to highlight because I think all of us, not all of us have had traumatic experiences first on our first births, but we've definitely had to learn yeah. um, the hard way that we should have really put a lot more work into our we just, we just, a lot of us just expect that it's going to happen naturally where, and we're in shock. We don't know, we can't, as you say, the pain that we feel the first time around is just so shocking. We've never felt it before and we don't really deal with it the way, or we don't enjoy our labors and births the way we could do. So yeah, I think this is going to be, yeah, a nice kind of contrast to your first experience. So we dive into your second pregnancy and the preparation that you did. Absolutely. And thanks for saying that as well, because it's, it's so important to actually know that that's Mm. okay too, right? Yeah, to, to be, you know, with, with that experience, yeah, yeah. So the the first one, just or the second one now with Ron, yeah, that's that's my toddler's name. She's um, mm-hmm. we did 
So we did all the preparation. Now, I remember one turning point in pregnancy was um, when I went to, to my pregnancy yoga class and the pregnancy yoga teacher, she was subbing for someone else. And um, she started to tell the stories about, do you remember they had um, the rotunda? I don't know if they're doing it right now, but, you know, back then, a year and a half ago, they had this um, series, this documentary where they would, yeah, follow women. Mm, yeah. And um, she said, she she introduced the story with, now, don't go watching this. I wouldn't recommend it, you know? And then she started to tell us in detail about a woman who was, you know, she she brought everything into hospital. Anyway, it wasn't a positive story. And I came away thinking, why are you telling this to me right now? You know, I was ready to move and do some positive, you know, for the body and for the baby doing the yoga. But I came away just really upset and you know, of having been told the story that I didn't even want to hear. There's a lot of yoga instructors who now, especially pregnancy yoga instructors, who now are training in trauma. They don't know their audience as such. Yeah. And it's something something like that can be very triggering. So it's nice to hear that they're starting to become aware of that. Because well, yeah. like you're a, the perfect example of that. Um, I'm sure she would have appreciated the feedback at the time just for herself and for others. Yeah, I did actually. I did actually go to. Um, okay. To the person who was sort of employing her you know she was yeah for at the time or substituting and you know she made it a kind of anonymous you know thing to, to let her know yeah um because yeah it, it was and and absolutely you know that's it's a really big thing to consider because you don't know the stories that mm, yeah experience yeah um but for me it turned out to be positive because that was when i started to think about home birth you know, it didn't even cross my mind before. So there you have a blessing in disguise. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so I tapped into the whole home birth, um, you know, information and looking up what's what's possible. And of course, first, my partner was like, uh, no. <laughs> and I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that many, many partners feel like that. And, you know, but just the, the you know, just the kind of knowing or, or feeling to possibly have the choice of your total control about your environment, total control about, you know, your own body, you know, to, to that extent and the choice of having people surrounding you that you know and love and learning that you can have that midwife support that, you know, that she will be the one, hopefully, mm -hmm. if everything goes well, who will be there with you and, afterwards you know just the person that you can really trust that was just you know that was all these ideas I just loved and I was thinking you know if I can be if I can be that I was 38 when when I got pregnant and just about tapping into kind of as they call it here risk territory you know not because you know our bodies are amazing but um I started tapping into it. And so I had a risk-free pregnancy until then, up until then. And so I got in touch looking for a midwife and I was recommended Colette. So herself, um, she's a very experienced midwife. She's been around the block. She's, um, you know, she's been around in, in Dublin or Ireland for, for a good long time. So with her, then we went on the HSC scheme and she was just, yeah, it's a brilliant scheme. Absolutely brilliant. You get so much support. Um, so the midwife we had, um, I think it's 
10 sessions in total. I can't remember now exactly. It is it's 10 and then um, they usually do five either side, depending on obviously what, what you... Yes, yeah, that's right. She, um, that's right. And I came to her, I think I was already six or seven months gone um, before, you know, before we actually rolled out the whole home birth idea. So... So I learned a lot in the sessions with her. She really took her time with me. Like, you know, when she came to visit to check on the baby, to check on me, it was really, she took three hours and she just put everything into the session and it just felt really good. You know, she told me little things about nutrition. She told me, you know, how to sit, <laughs> you know, how to not sit. She she was so caring. She was very experienced as well. She was a bit older and um, an absolute wealth of knowledge and you know you had to go through all the risks and all the kind of conditions and stuff and I guess one positive thing you know we're very close to the rotunda that that was my maternity hospital as well so it's a combination between midwife and going into the hospital for the for the big scans and um yeah so she was very supportive and I got so much knowledge and you know so much confidence and my partner Mm. as well you know she she had a chat with my partner and and the teen, you know, she's like, so where would you like to be during birth? And my teen's like, I will not oh. be anywhere <laughs> near you guys. She was very adamant, not wanting to know much. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, the, the, all the antenatal visits, that was all just really brilliant and supportive. And we did the yoga and we did the hypnobirthing, which I can only recommend as well that was such a positive learning experience to know what's happening in the body during birth you know and what else did you do then you were saying that you read some books so I'll pop the titles of the books in the show notes but you, what did you do to kind of help deal with that trauma um, so, from oh, the yeah, actually, did pregnancy? Also, um, seek help from the rotunda so they offer really amazing mental health midwife um, support and so I went to see um, she was very busy but we got maybe every six four to six weeks we, we got a session in with her and she would um, prepare me for birth you know we would do kind of visualizations the perfect birth and um, you know she had specific ones to walk through trauma to to go through it and then to change it you know she had specific methods to help um, with that and yeah so you you know when you when you first go into oh, the brilliant I didn't know that service is there that's great that you can mention that you know because I did have mental health problems in the past and also because of my daughter's journey um so they were very supportive and they mm. offered that um yeah and mm. so and you get support from her for a year after birth as well so from to 12 months yeah yeah, totally. Uh, it was it was a lifesaver, you know, oh, amazing. at the time. And um, and then we also had a doula. Jesus can't have to mention that. So see, we had supports on all sides. And oh, great! Know, mm-hmm. I really made sure I wanted that experience so bad. So yeah. in my mind, I already had that vision of the perfect birth to, to, you know, like it sounds a bit awful, but kind of to make up for my first experience. Although since I've learned to 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 accept that experience as you know as mine as mine as well and you know t- to 
to take it on board and to let kind of the negative aspects go a bit. But yeah, that all really happened through through this this experience. And so the doula was there and she was seeing us. Um, she wasn't a after um, a prenatal one, but she was, you know, for support during birth as well. Just so we have a backup if we had to go to hospital, <laughs> just in case. Um, also very, you know, very recommendable. And um, yeah, and then I did my own work with, with the books. And the one that I was really, really impressed and taken by was the um, Orgasmic Birth. I'm sure you know. I think the movie was their first, right? And then, so they made this movie. Um, yeah, so I think that was their first. And then that got such positive feedback that they decided, the midwives there decided to to write the book. And it actually has a chapter on kind of going through, you know, when you had a traumatic birth, going with that and, you know, giving you ideas and tips. But it also includes like what you do, a lot of positive birth stories and, you know, they were just, it's so inspiring. Um, and even when it wasn't so, so positive, but, um, you know, you just, you just learn what your body can do and that you're made to give birth. And, you know, and I guess in, in our society, it's so forgotten because we, you know, we take it for granted to give, take that over or, hand that over to doctors and it um it was just an awesome experience um to have that power and that knowledge and to just you know apply that and to really work with the mind as well it wasn't just you know read one thing and then put it away it was keeping on working with these ideas and keeping on working with positive affirmations and you know and they have no birthing, you learn all that, but you know, we you really have to go into it, you have to be brave to grab all this knowledge and really apply it. And that's even down to, you know, obviously breath and you know, practicing, you know, when you're on the toilet and you're doing your poo, the letting go, you know, like really all of that. And so it became a real journey. It wasn't just, you know, it was really I was really embodying all that information and practicing and I think the whole kind of nine months or certainly the last three months leading up to the event were just, that was the whole focus. You know, I was kind of forgetting about everything else, you know. And um, So were you feeling a sense of excitement then coming up to baby's arrival? And Yeah, it was very mixed still. You know, yeah, okay. I, felt like, I felt like I could have taken a little more time. I felt like this pushing and pulling a little bit of the excitement and still, you know, my mind wanting to go back in some ways to my first birth and the experiences there. And, um, but then, you know, staying present, you know, we did mindfulness practices as well to just, you know, you know, be here, be with this birth because that's happening right now. And we still have a lot of choices where we want to, where we want to go. Um, what I found really helpful was also working with baby because, you know, baby is already there and you can work as a team, which I really loved. And, you know, speaking to baby and connecting with baby, um, that was that was really 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They're wonderful. So then I think my scariest moment or my most anticipated one was probably the 20-week scan, you know, when, you know, you could see any any abnormalities or or anything um, which they weren't there and I was so relieved but because of my daughter's um, history with her heart condition I got a few extra scans to properly look at baby's heart and every time we did you know everything was okay then of course it was it was a great relief but you know even though it's very very little chance that it can happen again you always have it in the back of your mind you always do so yeah so um there was always a little bit of anxiety about that. But then, you know, with my partner was very supportive as well, which which is, is a lovely thing. And he really, you know, he had um with his first wife, they had a very bad experience. The wife had a, a toptic pregnancy and um that was very difficult. So they lost the baby and he had his own kind of trauma to work through. So so doing that together was was very empowering, you know, as family, as as partners, um, and you know we we're a bit spiritual as well, but holistic. Um, so yeah, it all kind of 
came together really nicely. So I suppose it was kind of a common understanding then between both of you that you kind of un- understood each other's yeah. um, struggles. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really, really helpful. And you said at the start, was it planned? Funny enough, we, we never at the start when we came together, we didn't want to have kids. We decided on that or we agreed on that. And then the year that we decided to, you know, that we changed our mind was really like, you know, both of us just went like, yeah, let's do it. We're really feeling it now. <laughs> it's going to take forever. We're a bit older. And then boom, <laughs> first go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I hear of stories like that, but that's probably because we just let it all go, you know, see yeah, whatever yeah. happens is a good one. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, um, so we're coming closer to birth and just like my first one, this one was also 10 days early and I wasn't um, anticipating this because, you know, for some reason I always thought he was going to be late. She was going to just ripen out and, you know, hang on in there as long as she could. I don't know. I just thought that about her, but then she didn't. So when I started labor with her, I didn't know I was in labor until she basically punched a hole through <laughs> through my uterus because um she you know when when I started labor and the pains were just really kind of still easy going and totally manageable I really thought I had Brexton Hicks also we had a really bad Chinese that evening and I just thought this is got to be the food <laughs> you know and my teen she was awesome she was sitting beside me she's like mom I think I'm gonna start writing this down now you know she had like heard us in the hypnobirthing you start tracking down we had this app even to help with you know knowing the contraction <laughs> length and duration but yeah so she started noting it down for we were watching something on netflix and then she kind of abandoned it as we went to bed because you know it kind of faded out for a while so yeah i was in labor all this time and i didn't even know it but i do remember that that day I went shopping in Tesco and I just felt so off. There was just something, you know, the way when you go, when you meet people in front of you and you go that way and then they go that way and then you go straight again and then, you know, to pass them by. And that happened to me, like with everyone in the shop. And I'm I'm like, I was walking around like a zombie. So it was only afterwards that I learned that, you know, that can happen to you. Um, before you start labor that you're just in this really weird space yeah yeah it's cool yeah so yeah so we went to bed <laughs> and then with home birth and you know with the doulas from when you are um 37 weeks onwards they are kind of on call for you so um midwife had trained us to give her a call when we are in labor like not an hour before we think we are but you know just when we think we are a bit in advance as much as we could um so that didn't happen because we didn't know and during the night then I just I woke up from and it really felt like a punch it was it felt like baby was like going for superhero. um and that was my first then I knew like I knew this was it and it was it was also really really around midnight, and it was actually we had a full moon. Also, since I learned that lots of babies are born 
Yes, uh, lots, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was awesome. And it was a really windy night as well. So, you know, you see the moon out there and it was like windy. You hear the wind picking up. So it was all really magical, I thought. And um, yeah, so then I, I went downstairs. I went to the bathroom to see how I was feeling. And my partner didn't wake up. But when I felt the second pain coming on quite soon after, you know, I went to wake him up and he's a really deep sleeper. So when he woke up, he wasn't really responsive at first because I'm already like, here, here's the timer. Start counting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn it on and go get the doula now. Call her. <laughs> yeah. So he was a bit slow and he didn't, you know, he didn't get it until then. I had, um, yeah, I had, I, I got sick. I got sick then. And at the same time, I had, you know, the lovely, the mucus plug come out and my doula, she's awesome. Cause she's like, whenever you're not sure, just send me a picture. So I, you know, I had to go and take a picture of it. Cause I wasn't sure. I was just a bit shocked. Cause it was a bit bloody or whatever. Anyway, I sent her the picture and she's like, I want to know about everything, about every kind of fluid that comes out of you. So yeah, I send her the picture and she's like, you're in labor, darling. And she was over here then 20 minutes later. So this was all, you know, happening between 12 and 1 in, in, in the early wee hours of the morning. And so how did you feel then at that when you knew that this was this was it, this was starting? How did you feel? I think um, I, I was, um, I think my thinking kind of turned off. I was just starting to go with the flow. I think I was a little bit scared there. And when the doula was there, she came, she came in and she gave me a big hug. I was already under the shower because that gave me the most relief, you know, because this, the, the sensations were beginning to be quite strong, but it was great to be in the shower. And she gave me a big hug and she started to squeeze my hips together, you know, to get a little bit of the pressure off and that felt awesome. So yeah, so um, I was a bit eased when she was there. I felt a little bit more easy because my partner, you kind of could forget about him from from when I was starting to make my sounds, you know, which was quite soon after the show and, and the puke. And he was like, I think... I think she's in a different space. I don't think I can I can talk to her anymore. And he was like, he really didn't know what to do. So he was very happy that the doula was there as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. So they build a lovely relationship during pregnancy too. So, and then he also took care of calling Colette. And then um, she was, I think she was also quite quick because, you know, we, we're all in Dublin North. We all live maybe 10, 20 minutes from each other. Perfect. During the night. Yeah, so it was all really good. And she came in, and I remember this part because it was very funny. She came in, and I was on the couch. She came in, looked into the door. She looked at me. She was about to say, hi, Tanya, how are you? And she saw me, and then she just went like, okay, get my stuff. <laughs> so she just turned on her heel, ran out, and she got all the, you know, all the things that she needed. <clears throat> but I was already – I was – I was very much in, in a space of birthing, which I also kind of didn't knew, but my body just started to take over and I let it, you know, I, I was in, in a state of kind of taking myself out of the equation. Just, it wasn't 
really letting go yet, but it was just really focused on the body and what the body needed. So when my doula was there asking me kind of, you know, what I need, she's like, just tell me. I had, you know, I had only kind of breath space for shouting at her, squeeze my hips, go there, down, lower. So I'm not that military usually, but, you know, that was about all I could kind of muster up. And she, you know, she knew, obviously, she knew where to squeeze and touch and hold and heat pads were working wonderfully but because I didn't know you know I was in labor we had all these lovely birth plans for the home birth setting up the room putting on the music you know putting out the snacks and making everything lovely we decided not to have a water birth because of our you know for our living situation we're in an apartment and you know it's a bit tricky with getting the water in and out or you know anyway and we thought, you know, it might be a nice experience just, just like that as well. And um, we heard stories that you don't get the pool up necessarily on time anyway. <laughs> you know, so anyway, so yeah, we, baby was then so quick that we couldn't do all these lovely things. But it kind of in the end didn't matter because the space that I was in, you know, was just so internal, so inwards, so just with the body and with the baby um that that it was you know I kind of forgot about everything else but I think that was because I felt so safe you know with the support that I had there and um and you know the the girls kept it light like partner kind of merged into the background he took over photos and filming and then the girls the doula and the midwife and then soon the second midwife who came along for the baby you know the three women they're just kind of they surrounded me and they were so good in the way they directed me to push or to hold or to breathe or into the position, you know, that you just feel so held with this woman power around you, you know, this sisterhood. It's just awesome. And then, um, you know, and funny things kept happening, like the the midwife Colette, she accidentally called a different second midwife because that's just the first name that came up in her in her phone so she was waking up a different person that she wanted to wake up <laughs> and that caused a great party between the two the dual and the midwife um so that was kind of funny I only kind of heard that story in in the background a little bit while I was trying to get comfortable with my breathing because what happened next was um it, t- it took like I was in in transition so you know you the um sorry I'm losing my words here but the first part of labor or you know um when things go with the contractions yes the contractions nicer word you know the sensations um once they started to ease off and we transitioned to the pushing stage um I you know things kind of took a little bit of a pause um we tried to find lots of different positions to get baby lower down into the birth canal and I think pushing stage was about two hours because she just wouldn't bolt she didn't want to go come down come you know move down through and out 
Um, so the, the first part, um, after all, I was, I was quite proud because I didn't even think of painkillers. Like I didn't even, I totally forgot that those kinds of things were there. I was happy with doula squeezing my hips and a heat pack gave me the most relief. Like I had all tense machines and stuff ready and I didn't, I totally forgot about all of that. You know, it was just so mm -hmm. in the moment. In it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in it. And really, again, as I said earlier, just knowing what happens in your body takes the fear out of the sensations, you know, of what people call pain and just makes it so much more easy just knowing that I found that incredible that was an incredible part of the experience just knowing what happens in the body you know and then that um the courage of then going with it because your body knows you know so it's okay you can can take your mind out, out of the way for the next while um you know which is hard but yeah so then everything kind of paused a little when we came to that stage and it was really the midwife had me in all kinds of positions under the sun. I'd say I did everything that was out there. Then she put me on the toilet, you know, to do a bit more squatting. Then I had to hold on to the chair and squat while little Neve was sitting on the chair and I almost knocked her over because she was too little to hold my weight pushing down when the pushing sensation came on. And, um, you know, then I was lying on my side and with my feet kind of pushing down or one foot, you know, that side lying position and back onto all fours. And so when it was so much work, if I would have to describe that birth, it would have been, you know, that's why they call it labor. It was just so much work. You must have been getting tired so where you tired. get starting to feel tired. Oh man. And then, um, you know, yeah, I, I think I actually fell asleep in between pushing, you know, when I had just a tiny little break. And that's when kind of the midwives were just a little bit. Um, there never once were they kind of showing me that they were getting worried or anything like that. They just kept their cool. They kept talking to me. You know, Neve was... Um, at my head and every time I made a really good push when they felt baby was coming down just a tiny inch lower she was like good on you Tanya you go girl she was so good and after a while just everything else drowned out and I kind of only listened to her voice and I only went with the sensations and I remember as well Colette kept checking baby if baby wasn't in distress because pushing went on already now for quite a while and baby was fine. She had a good steady heartbeat. And when I knew that, you know, I kind of, I was able to let go a little bit more. And, and um, that was really, you know, I guess in, in, in hindsight, I think now what happened was I wasn't ready to meet her because I was afraid something was going to be wrong with her, you know, because because that part was always my biggest fear that she was going to be born with the condition. And I remember thinking, and that was probably my only kind of lucid moment. I remember thinking, this baby has got to come the F out now. And because I didn't want to go to hospital, you know, for a moment I worried myself into what happens if we go to hospital. And then I came very present again and I'm like, okay, let's just go. 
let's just go. Let's do this. Come on. And then it was just, you know, it might sound funny, but it really was like something released inside. I was able to let go and let this birth fully happen. And then that's, of course, when when she came. Oh, you were ready then. You were ready. I was ready. Yeah. Baby was like, okay, mom, come on. I'm chill here. Mm. Just, I can hang on, but you know, get yourself ready. So then, yeah, she, um, she came down and, um, Mark, my partner, he, he was at that point then standing there just ready with the camera. (laughs) So he did actually film the whole thing. And I haven't, Oh, amazing. I know. I still haven't watched it. I'm like, maybe when she's 18. I just oh my god you should so watch why well, i have a video a video of my home birth and i honestly watch it three or four times a week oh my god oh that's awesome you have to tell me how <laughs> oh it's brilliant you should so you should watch it it's, it makes you feel so you know the days when you feel really rubbish yeah watch your home birth video oh awesome right you know what i might just try maybe that's what's been missing lately that's a good one yeah, because you know, I mean, I was I was so proud. <laughs> that came a few days later when you know I was feeling a little bit more myself. But yeah, absolutely. And so she, she did eventually then come, and she was born while I was on all, all fourth, um, the like tenth time. That's when she came out, and all the pushing happened lying on my side. That's when she kind okay. of came down and I was able to rest because it really was about two hours at that point. Um, and you, yeah, I was so tired and, you know, doula kept feeding me sweet tea with a straw and that was really very nice. But yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so she came out and, you know, she was being grabbed down from under me behind. And, um, they, they said that she had a quite a, a, quite a short, court and it it was all wrapped around her but it was so short that's why she kind of took a while to come down very slowly and her head was just a tiny bit tilted to the side so it made it harder for her to come smoothly down through birth canal and so that's why kind of all they figured took a little bit longer and um but you know then she was out and straight away she came onto my chest and I was just collapsed there just having her and um having her body on top of me and everything else going on you know everything I think I was bleeding quite a bit but that was anticipated you know and then the midwife had a um I don't know what the drug's called but you know they ask you for consent to give it and that just helps the or the the uterus come back straight away and you know start to to clamp down to stop the bleeding but that was the only the only thing I was given but you know you're so busy with baby on your chest you Mm. don't know what's happening down there at all so all the girls were doing their thing and and me and my partner we were just up here with baby and then straight away as well she helped getting her to latch she was already looking for for the for the breast and um, she was awesome from the start like no problem at all she was she had a really good really good latch and that was awesome and um my teen then decided to come in she woke Mm -hmm. up eventually but when she was out and she (laughs) she managed to come in at the part where I had just birthed the placenta and the midwives were just you know investigating it on the floor to see if everything's okay there so she just (laughs) (laughs) what did you think when she walked in (laughs) exactly (laughs) 
everything that she didn't want to see, then she managed to be part of in one glimpse. Um, no, she was, she was then she was there and she didn't hear anything. Now I was loud. I was loud in a different way than from the first birth. I was proper loud with, you know, moaning and deep sounds, mm. bringing baby down with the sound. That, that was really awesome. That was probably the part where I thought, oh no, that's going to be so embarrass- embarrassing. But obviously, no, you don't, you don't think about it. It's just such an awesome, awesome thing to be doing, to be doing that. And that was also part of the big relief, you know, when the sensations were quite strong, just to voice, just to bring it out with your voice. Mm. Yeah, really awesome. That's the real grounding, connecting, you know, to to your to everyone who burst before you probably <laughs> shouting it out there. But yes, that was yeah, that that was awesome. So I think, yeah, I think I kind of covered it all there. Um, so then so did you just hop into your own bed then and just chill out and enjoy time with baby yeah yeah you know we have this um sofa bed in in the living room and sometime along along the journey I, I don't even remember it but they they put it out into the sofa bed oh yeah good you know, we just yeah we just stayed there so gave birth just you know took the towels away um took the rubbish away and yeah we stayed there and we stayed there for the next two weeks <laughs> <laughs> I was under bed rest and I didn't want to move anyway. So yeah, like the living room became the center of our little new world. And um, we pretty much, yeah, my partner was on maternity leave or paternity leave then for those two weeks, he was able to Brilliant. get off. So we all stayed there pretty much. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was just a really special time. Yeah. So you do you really think that your preparation, the level of prep that you did for this birth was what obviously what you needed to do, but made it made the experience what it was? Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think when you set yourself up for knowing what you want, when you know what you don't want, you know, I didn't want to have the experience that I had in, in that way. And the only way I could do that was to have that home birth. And of course, there's always the possibility that you might have to go into hospital, you know, so I was preparing for that too, but I felt so strongly that I wanted to have this experience. Like, I think along the way, it was just manifesting it because I felt so strongly wanting to have this positive experience to show myself, um, you know, that this is what I can do. And this is what birth can do. And this is, you know, what I missed out on the first time around, you know, and, you know, I put it down my first birth, I put it down to age, but I also put it down to the support system that I didn't have. And that wasn't there in a way that it was there today. And also the conversation wasn't there at that time. Like it wasn't something that you, you just wouldn't, yeah. you never, even now, you know, in some circles, you wouldn't speak about your birth experience. It's just, you had a baby and that's it. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm, and I'm, I mean, you know, all this, I mean, you know, that Ireland is a little bit behind. I mean, there's countries where home birth is, of course, it's just a normal saying. And when you think about, you know, there was nothing yeah. else before all of this, you know, you just had your baby at home and that's just what you did, right? Same with breastfeeding, you know, <laughs> that's just what you did. So, so it'd be awesome to have a little bit more awareness, you know, about 
how awesome it is if you can, if, you know, if mm. you have the risk-free pregnancy and, and everything is okay, that it's okay. That's your, your power, you know, that you can do that. It's really, yeah. So nobody told me I had to go out and learn it, but I think that was also part mm. of taking that power, you know, just, you know, knowing that I wanted to get all this information and doing my own research and become more open. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank um, you for sharing both stories as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, um, Cora. That, that's awesome. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Lovely to chat. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You are more than welcome to share your story if you'd like to. So simply pop me an email over at irelandsbirthstories.ie or you can get in touch on the Instagram page. I'm quick at responding to emails than I am on, on Instagram. So... Yeah, you're more than welcome to share your story. Just get in touch and I will chat to you soon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 